Yeah. Turns out, Shel Silverstein, not a woman. <laughs> He'll be glad to know that. God rest his soul. Oh, is he dead too? He's dead. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, learn <laughs> stuff when we hang out. Not a woman. <laughs> not a woman. And dead. And not alive. So. Wow, that's that's sad. He is uh, shuffled off to the end of the sidewalk. Oh, now I see what you did. I don't. Or the, or the house with the light in the attic. What is it? Light, light in the house? Mm, light the light in the, in the attic. The light in the attic. Yeah, sure. He's shuffled off to the light in the attic. Poor guy. Thanks, thanks, Shel Silverstein, for giving us silly poems. Thanks for making our childhood better. Yeah. 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 Our childhood was way better because of Mr. Rogers. Did you guys have a local writing contest growing up? I know we're getting off. We're getting out of the shoot in a weird space. If we did. If we did. If we did. If we did. Probably did. It wasn't on my radar. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey guys, welcome into a Saturn Saint podcast. I guess we'll get back to creative writing talk in just a minute. Welcome to the literary styles of all things sophisticated. I feel like we should have like really nice music in the background. Some uh, <laughs> symphonic music with the the strings playing. Have you ever come across? Thank you, Benjamin, for that contribution. That late night classical <laughs> radio DJ who talks, in, but it's like so. T- this was Symphony 9 in G major. <laughs> and it's like that G major's a little icky. Every time I listen to that, it just reminds me of uh, the the melancholic days of spring. It, and, and that was in B minor. The, it's the, like whale sounds. The cacophony of the dissonance within the uh, orchestratic symphonic... Modulations help provide uh, ethereal uh, exposure to the surrealness of our our life within the the day to day. And in that fifth <laughs> movement, <laughs> when the five, I don't know what we're doing, but I'm <laughs> when the five really picks like up it. the melody. <laughs> That's just exquisite on a level I can't. You know the bassist really carried that with the low tones that uh, complemented the pianist. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> can we just do yeah, that? Yeah, come we? on, Eddie, get us out of we, here, buddy. We, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eddie, 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 is Eddie okay? Eddie's getting. Eddie there. fell down. Hold on. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you. You got one job, Eddie. Oh, we we had to talk about this off offline. Well, do you hear the string <laughs> section at the back I, of this song? We, I know your your wife is one of those podcasters. We're, we weren't we weren't insulting. We weren't offending your. Okay, we were, but hey, we'll get to that section later, though. Hey, welcome to Center State Podcast with oh, Ben and Patrick, and we're going to come in with a spirit. What do we got here, Ben? I don't know what the crap just <laughs> happened. Oh. This is a cocktail I've been looking forward to. It's called A Missing Piece. Um, That's a I, Shel Silverstein poem. It, sure. It's a book. It's a story. It's called A Missing Piece? Yeah, yeah. It's about the circle. It looks like Pac-Man, and he's rolling. He, does, he doesn't. He's missing his piece. Okay. And so he's rolling through life trying to find his missing piece, and he meets these different wedges that don't fit in his piece. You didn't know that? Look, guys, if you... 
hey, this was not orchestrated. We're just this good. Yeah. Guys, I don't know if he's telling the truth or not. Is no, my for real. Is Shel Silverstein, really? missing piece, a story by Shel Silverstein. We, it's. I don't like how easily that it, five minutes came together. That's how good we are. <laughs> I'm afraid we're sharing a brain at some point. A missing piece is kind of different. It's it's got a really nice fall winter like this is a good sit by the yeah. fire drink. This is rye whiskey, Amaro. Um, Amaro's a liqueur. Are you familiar with Amaro? Nope. I know. I know Bone Amaro. Okay, that's that's different. Okay, that's different. Um, Amaro is actually the Italian word for bitter. It's not yesterday, but it's Amaro. Oh, I thought you were trying to say bone marrow. <laughs> were you not trying to say bone marrow? I'm saying all of them. I'm going. I'm going with any. I heard bone marrow. Bone marrow. Bone marrow. 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 There is no bone marrow in not this. Not today, but tomorrow. Now I did do a little something special when I made this cocktail today. I actually made fig syrup because fig syrup goes in here. Fig syrup, black walnut bitters, and chocolate bitters. So you squeezed the left. The, whatever left living juice was left in a fig, you squeezed it out. Look, you must I have, have to, amazing strength. If I have to explain how fig syrups made, <laughs> I mean, it's just dumbing it all the way down, right? So, <laughs> I just want to make sure I understand what fig syrup is because if this is the syrup from your figs, I'm not drinking it. That's not family friendly. <laughs> well, you're no, just the you're one a fig. figologist. <laughs> just the one fig. Slancha, <laughs> slancha. What do you think of it? Uh, I like that you said it's a fall seasony drink. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a little chilly outside when we're recording right now. Um, it was a nice morning though. It was just a little chilly. We've had a beautiful so, fall. We have. The weather and it won't been, quit, and it's been long. Yep. Like I don't know yep. the last time we've had a nice long season to enjoy. It's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, mean, the, I bl- the blizzard of '78. I mean, well, and I think I think we all remember that <laughs> like it was yesterday. Uh, no, yeah, nice long fall. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's certainly not a cider. Rye whiskey is a whole nother brand of an American spicy. Whiskey. It's very spicy. Yeah, I mean, I, rye whiskey is Irish whiskey. No. What's the difference? So, okay, quick. The accent. Yeah, <laughs> it's rye whiskey. <laughs> Hi, y'all want some whiskey? <laughs> and Irish whiskey is like, take some Irish whiskey. <laughs> Nice job. Oh, thanks. Nice job. Thanks. Uh, the, accent, accent talk was a couple episodes back. Um, no, I, I, um, I, oh, the dog is doing it again. It's Ben's favorite thing when the dog grooms oh, itself. 12. Oh, my gosh. He's <laughs> Brutus. Oh, play by hey, play. Brutus, okay. The people are listening. Okay. And you distract Ben when you do that. So you have, think of the umbrella of whiskey. Just. The, just the I word whiskey. whiskey. I don't have a whiskey umbrella. Well, I, I'll have to get one. Hey, Christmas is coming. Yeah, all Christmas right. is coming. Um, so no, the umbrella of whiskey, and then under that you have the different sects of whiskey. So you have bourbon whiskey, which has to be fifty-one percent corn or more. Whiskey rice is never is very satisfying. That's that's for the French a Center and Saint podcast. Bonjour. <laughs> uh, rye whiskey is made. It's going to have rye. The primary ingredient is going to be rye grass. That it's you know. I'm all right. You're right. You're right. I'm all right. You're all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, Tennessee is sour. Go ahead. I'm just going to keep going. I know. Uh I know. Irish whiskey is obviously made in Ireland. What? Um, Scotch is made in Scotland. Scotch is peated or unpeated, where it's going to be smoked with peat moss or just blended whiskey, where it's not smoked. Really? Yeah. So, so no, rye whiskey is not Irish whiskey at all. I get to say, learn something new every time with you. 
Oh, that's my line. Where do you know this? You certainly didn't learn this just from simple bartending. Um, no, I think I'm just a curious person. And so, like, there have been... Are you saying I'm not? There, yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm judging. I'm judging. I'm throwing this drink in your face. I'll break a glass this time. Your, um, your mom's a curious person. Wow. Do you? Are you okay? What is happening over there? I feel like you're just a... Your mind's like a drunk baby. Hey, I just... I'm, I'm the variety show today. Mm. I'm keep, keeping it fresh for the, for the listeners. Guys, I have good news. <laughs> This will be our first 10-minute episode. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in. We've offended everyone in the universe. And I think including me. <laughs> um, no, I, I just, uh, I, I tend to find something that interests me and I research it and I learn all the nuances of it, whether it's, I mean, obviously whiskey was, was part of that interest at one point um beer and beer making has been part of that interest at one point you, but so has philosophy and you've made beer i have yeah lots of times really yeah <laughs> lots lot, you make it in a bathtub no mm. no actually a guy uh that i'm friends with that you know because he still works with your wife yeah, yeah, yeah he and i get together every month or two and we brew beer together i didn't know you brewed beer one really yeah you've never offered me like this is my own brewed beer oh man you always, you always offer me a real product. So either it's I've been holding out on bad, you. <laughs> no, it's not. It's that, it's that good. <laughs> hard that you're like, you don't get the good stuff. In which case, I'm like, can I level up in our membership program? You can. You I know, can. I know why. I know Cammy pays you for me to hang out with me. So. Oh, you found the ledger. I, I, I found it. And I'm not offended by it. Like, I understand. Okay. My parents have been doing that since I was two. So. Okay. Okay. I'm. Why don't you tell me more about that? Well, you know, it's... it's Lay just, down on the sofa here. Uh, Put your feet up. <laughs> Therapy session, starting more. with a cocktail. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we we have... It, so you've made a lot of barbecue before. Say what? You've made a lot of barbecue before. Like you've smoked meats and you make you you are good at you are good at making. on me? Yeah, we talk. I don't. I've never admitted that in this public forum. You are a handful. <laughs> you are an absolute handful today. <laughs> I can't, um, I can't deny or acknowledge that I've done any of that. When you start, when you first start getting into making barbecue, you make a lot of bad barbecue before you make a lot of really good barbecue. You do. I didn't. And, I uh, was a natural. Wow. I, I thought you didn't make barbecue. I make it like a man. Uh-huh. Because. I'm a son of a butcher man. I don't know the man who could ever reach me. Was a son of a butcher man. Do, do, do. His meat could always reach me. <laughs> Well, we're burning another episode. So, Shel Silverstein, a man, you say. Go further. Tell me more. Oh, boy. This is what the holidays will do to you. Wow. This is what the holidays will do to you. Did Thanksgiving wreck you? Is that what happened here? Um, It was amazing. Okay. This was amazing. Okay. I a lot of good. time with just a uh, nuclear family. It was different. Oh, good. So, we, so you talk, we talked about traditions last week, but we this, this broke from tradition. Um, my, my family usually travels out from Missouri, okay. uh, which is a funny little trick I play on them, right? They all come from Missouri. They all congregate on your us, home. Right, yeah. Uh, as opposed, like, the majority should draw us in, but I, 
it's such a long weekend and like to travel is so exhausting. Like even a three or four hour trip, like an, a one hour trip is exhausting. Oh yeah. They were like, we're not traveling over Thanksgiving. So they come out to us, which we love. We love always hosting them, but this year it didn't, didn't work out some, some different things. They wanted to spend time with different family members. I don't take offense to that. Um, but then our nuclear family was together, but then also my, my son had a chance to run, uh, ironically where my, my daughter's going to college so we we did Thanksgiving and then took off for for the northern lands and mm. uh, and uh, yeah just good times good times that's fantastic I'm yeah. glad to hear it yeah you know there's it's family 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 family, family opportunities have dynamics they do good and bad yeah but all in all like it being together is good yeah being together is good regardless of how difficult it may be yeah. So, and we always we always have fun stories and experiences that come out of that. Our our you know our kids are goofy. Yeah, uh, they've they've picked up on the the sense of humor from uh, from from me, not so much their mother. Um, yeah, well that's that's better. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's better for all three of them. Now now your wife's delightful. Your wife's a, an absolutely delightful person. She's you know she but she's amazing. Her her sense of humor is is very different from your sense. Of humor. It's very different, which and, is why uh, it works. And, yeah. and, and we yeah. all do a great. You know, our kids are you know as older teenagers, like yeah. You know, you have those things. Older teenagers, oh, that's miserable, and that's you know we're fortunate that that's not the case. Our kids like us; they love us. We spend time together. Uh, they, they tease us; uh, we tease them, and so it, it does create some funny memories and yeah. great moments. That's good. I I have seen. There are times where I've seen you walk into your house and say something to your wife. And I feel like your wife is looking at you like, I don't know if he's joking or not. <laughs> like there was one day we all, the three of us went to lunch and you walked in and you're like, okay, we're going here, but we're leaving now. And she's like, okay. And you're like, no, but we're leaving like right now. We're walking out the door right now. And she's like, okay. And you're like, so are you just going to meet us there? You're going to come now. And she's like, but I just feel like the whole time she's looking at you like, I don't know if he's really unwilling to wait 30 seconds or if he's literally leaving right now. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's the thing about her. She's really good at just like, she and my son, and mm -hmm. my son totally has inherited this from her of mm -hmm. like, if you were, like, if we say, okay, we're leaving at, we're leaving at seven o'clock. Mm -hmm. If everybody's ready at 645 and you're like, okay, hey, let's go. She's like, no, we said we were leaving at seven. I'm like, we're all ready. Let's just go ahead and let's get on the road. Let's move. Like, no, but I've got 15 minutes that I can do right, whatever. Yeah, I want. right. Or or if it's 6:58 and you're like, okay, hey, we're leaving at seven. Like she and and my son will inherently dial it back and move as slow as molasses. You're like, <laughs> you're like, can you hurry? And like, and if you, if I have you 41 that, seconds, sir. I have like, 41. Oh, no, seconds. I can I can go slower than this. Let me show you how slow I can go. They're really good at oh that. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's funny. And it's like, that's really okay. funny. So you you know, after a few years of marriage, you learn that you're like, okay, is it the fight I'm going to take? Like, I'm going to go sit in the car. When you show up out there, we'll leave. Like, mm -hmm. there's no sense in me waiting around in here, right? Mm -hmm. And then the moment she has to wait for me a second, she's like, I thought you were ready to go. You're like, are you really kidding me? We're about to open this can. Oh, man. Well, hey, we have listener questions. <laughs> Before we damage Patrick's marriage, let's... Uh, we're perfectly married. We're so happy. We've never been more in love. We got a, uh, we got a couple of questions. You feel like, you feel like debate Ooh. this? Oh, debate this. Yeah, bring it in. We've not done this for a couple of episodes. So we, we haven't. We need one. Yeah, we can do like a... This can be a periodic segment. This periodic, doesn't need to be every periodic. week. Yeah. 
Um, first question that comes in is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. Well, I say no. We're gonna have to debate this. Uh, Walk me through how is it? How is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, it is encased in bread. That's all a sandwich has to be. What else is a sandwich? Holy crap! What's a sandwich? That's a long silence. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I guess I always feel like a sandwich has to have more than... Like, I would never just put ham on bread and call that a sandwich. Uh, if I have a peanut butter sandwich, I'm putting... What? what you don't put a ham on bread and call it a sandwich? What do you oh call it? Gosh, gosh. You call it a ham bread sex machine? I feel like this is... I feel like this is just checkmate over and over and over again. I'm like, no, but what about you? Like, checkmate. Wrong. No, but I could... Checkmate. No. But what about... Checkmate. Good, good luck proving your point. I think the listeners are with me on this. You're going down. Go ahead. Uh, give it your best shot. So, so I didn't, I didn't think this through at all. <laughs> for all you <laughs> listeners out there. Um, you brought the question. I know, but I, di- I didn't think this through. But, like, your, your definition is... Flawless, because it's it's something surrounded by bread. Ipso facto, it's a sandwich. Like, but in my head, like a hot dog's a hot dog. A, a brat's sure. a brat. An Italian, like an Italian sausage, an Italian sausage. But like, but you're right. I mean, a grinder is a sandwich. A chili feast, uh, Philly cheesesteak is, is chi- a sandwich. Is chili a soup? I don't care. It's chili. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> That's kind of why I don't care about. I mean, now, now we've been mean to listeners before, so we're not going to beat up the listener that submitted this. But like, <laughs> we already took them through the. Uh, but you're right. Symphony podcast. You're absolutely episode. right. Oh let's, no, we, let's be nice to them. No, we. They need we, to recover. That specific <laughs> listener, we subscribe to Symphonic Talk. Uh, tell me, in this therapy session, tell me what some things that have been triggering for you. Well, I, ha- I have this podcast that I listen to, and uh, <laughs> in th- this time they, they. They mimicked being a a symphony uh, appreciation enthusiast. advocacy enthusiast. It, and then they made fun of hot dogs. <laughs> and I'm really having a hard time with that. I can't believe they would stoop so low as to make fun of the hot dog. I don't I guess in my head it's never been a sandwich. It's always just been a hot dog. Like a hamburger's always just been a hamburger, it's not a sandwich. But you're absolutely right. I can have a peanut butter sandwich, I can have a hot dog. I have lost this debate hands down. Yes. This is It was too easy for you. If this is good as it it's like you you've got to step it up, man. You got to step it up. Like I now now What's I, the weirdest sandwich you've ever had? I feel like one man step it up is another man come prepared. Right? Well, yeah. Same thing. Not to me. It's Boy, not, not to me. It's not. What's the weirdest sandwich I've ever had? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you? Oh, I do know. Do you know yours? Um, at the time, the New Orleans muffaletta mm-hmm. was really a stretch for me. I was like, wait, what? It's you're different. Just, you're just telling me this is just olive relish? Mm-hmm. An instant fan. Instant fan. It was very. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. A muffaletta is a very good sandwich. It's one of those things that, and it's been so long. Like, it's probably been nine years. Oh, okay. Since I've had, I've had one in the last six months for sure. From yeah. New Orleans? No, no. We talked about this before. I've never been to New Orleans, but there's a lot of people who you've not had a muffaletta. No. You've had 
you've had okay 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 you win one debate doesn't mean you know everything sir (laughs) power (laughs) yeah i've only been to italy once but i still make some pretty darn fine italian food (laughs) can you though can the italian the italians may argue carl and barb loved it carl and well if anybody knows it's carl they do. Yeah, they do. That's true. That's true. You want to go on to the next one? Because you smashed that one. <laughs> this one's harder. Please. Do you believe in ghosts? Ooh. That's that's a whole different thing. Ghost. I mean, ghosts, you're talking about spirits. Spirits sure. of the living. Yep. That is uh, transitioned on. Uh, yes. You could potentially, be, you could get into angel demon discussion there. We've got time. Yeah, that's that's a heavier one. Um, it's for me. Like that's a that's a weird. It's not about belief. So for me, it's about, it's about experience. It's about experience. Yeah. Have you have you experienced the the engagement or the presence of ghosts or spirits right to which case i would say yes i would say yes as well yeah yeah and th- and that becomes then a whole different conversation yeah i will i'll open that up if you're willing to have it well i don't know if the podcast allows for time wise but we can talk a little we can do a little teaser we can do a teaser this is your this is your spirit teaser on ghosts and all things supernatural yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, and Halloween is past. Welcome to the Spirits of Christmas past, present, and future. No, man, we'll just set up this one to drop like next October. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, we can schedule that out. Okay. Yeah, but now we got to record another one. Oh, Oh, crap. We just. Okay. Um, The house I grew up in uh, was built in the 1860s. And um, there, I don't remember if it was my sister or my mom, somebody did kind of some of the history they could find through local records about the house. And um, the, the little town I grew up in was a destination place for people from like Terre Haute and Fort Wayne and things because there were natural springs in the town. So people would come and they would bathe in the springs in the late 1800s because they thought it would rejuvenate their youth and like they could... Idiots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a waste of a nickel on the train price, dum-dum. <laughs> um have you ever so, rode, have you ever rode a train? Uh, yeah. Have you? I've yeah. not. I've never ridden on a train. Yeah. When I, I lived I, in New York, like we would go to Washington D.C. or Philadelphia or something, yeah. we would just ride the train. And I've then, never ridden on a train. It's, yeah. it's on my bucket list. It's cool. Which is not a hard. It's efficient. It's not a hard thing. On the you do know list. there's a train station in this city. Yeah. Shut up. Okay. So the house we grew up in was. was I'm not paying really seventy five dollars to travel to Tipton, Indiana. Well, you're you're actually closer to Tipton than you are to the train station in Beach Grove. So, who's checkmated now, sir? Um, So, when I was a little kid, I had an earlier bedtime than my siblings because I was the youngest. Baby. And so, yeah, yeah. And and I was babied. Yeah. Um, And I would lay in bed. Explains a lot. Birth order. Wow. Our birth order enthusiasts. Why don't you tell? Why don't you? Explains everything. Why don't you tell my story? I was a middle. I was a middle. Middle. So, you doing all right over there? <laughs> <laughs> You've got a lot of sass inside that mouth today. <laughs> me, me, me and Shel Silverstein are doing just fine. Mm. So I would go lie in bed because I had to go to bed an hour before my siblings. Go to bed. What time was that? Uh, I want to say I went to bed at 8. 
Ours I mean, was, I'm, I'm grade school. Ours, ours was 8.30. 8.30, okay. and then when my, I think it was high school that we got to stay up till 9.30. Liberals. You know what happened between 8.30 and 9.30? All sorts of tomfoolery. <laughs> I bet. I bet. So I would lie in bed, and it started happening night after night after night. And it sounded like someone was pacing from the length of my room to the other side. And they would just go back and forth. And yeah. And I didn't know what to do about it. Stop. <laughs> I'm telling a story. Stop. I'm oh, sorry. I'm listening. So I was riding the grade school bus with my brother home and I was telling him about it. And he was like, well, I'll come lay. He's always been a great big brother. He's like, I'll come lay in bed with you tonight. And great listen. big brothers providing comfort and security. Okay. That's it. I was just... Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember he laid in bed with me that night and he was like, I think it's just raccoons. But like we've talked about it in our adult years and he's like, no, that was weird. But the weirdest part about it is the, the space above my room was only a crawl space attic. It wasn't large enough for someone to actually stand up and walk back and forth, but they were like pronounced footsteps. Little, and then there's been little, like little people. Probably. Okay. But we've seen like full body apparitions in that house too. Oh, so, whoa. Yeah. Apparitions. You mean ghosts? I mean experiences. Mm. Uh, mine comes from... I, I Big work. brother. I'm just going to interrupt you. <laughs> um, mine comes from um, years of experiences with... Uh, chaplaincy and people in their hospice, that hospice end of life transition mm. into the afterlife. And so times where uh, those who are close to death seem to be speaking to people who are on the other side with great certainty. Oh, interesting. So like, yeah. so hypothetically a husband's wife has already passed on and he is speaking to her in the moments of his transition. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a client that, um, uh, I got to, I got to, I've had the fortune of, of fortune of serving. And, um, as, as I would go and visit him, he would break from our conversations and he would look blankly across the room to where no one was, where there was a passageway into the kitchen. He'd say, I, I told you to stay there. I'll let you know when I'm ready. And, um, and then as, as his time of transition came, mm -hmm. he looked in that same space and said, you guys can come into the room. And then shortly thereafter, he gave up his spirit. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And, and so whether, you know, whether that's a, a mental, you know, that's a neuro, yeah. neurological thing going on, or that's a spiritual thing going on or other dimension. Thing, I don't, I don't know. I can't speak to that. But other, other than the fact of what I observed of like when he spoke, like I was like, I turned to look to see who was speaking to on the other side of the room and there was no one there. Yeah. And then later for him to say, you guys can now come into the room. And then shortly thereafter, he gave up his spirit. Like, wow. And, and, and that's not one of, that's one of many episodes where you saw that with those who were in hospice care of mm -hmm. them having some uh, sight mm -hmm. into something else that you were unable to see. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it's it. That's yeah. kind of the stuff that makes the hair on the back of your neck kind of stand up in sure. the moment, and you're kind of like, "What is sure. happening?" I yeah, don't, I don't really know. My my job is only to be here to be an aid, a, yeah. sort, a source of comfort for mm -hmm. them. 
to do that well. And I think I yeah. think that's I think that's part of the reality of like we just don't we struggle with death. Like we don't talk about death. Um, you know, my I, yeah. I, I, I there's a sanctity in death. Like we talk about the sanctity of life, and that's easy to talk about and argue. But there's a sanctity of death, of being able to die well, die well in a place of, of peace confidence, and insurance, and, and peace, yeah. of knowing that your yeah. your your accounts are settled, mm-hmm. and the way that you've lived your life, or the way that certainly at least even if you haven't lived your life well, at the end of your life, you've kind of kind of go back to the last session. You've been able to offer whatever confession to those who are who are you are with to 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 clean your soul. So whatever. as you move on, you're not looking back. You're you're moving on. Yeah, you've acknowledged whatever faults or failures that yeah. you maybe have maybe pressed impressed upon others. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether or not they accept that, you know, they may not be in a place of healing or redemption where they're able to accept that and say, no, that's okay. They may be like, no, I hold this transgression against you, yeah. which is only indicative of their, the state of their own spiritual life or their soul. Mm-hmm. Right. But for you to be able to say, no, I, I acknowledge I've been garbage. Yeah. Um, that, that matters. Yeah. That matters. Yeah. And I think, I, I mean, I personally believe, um, yeah. Cause you're, you're, you're not the religious type. You're not, the. I'm not, I'm not, but I think there are, there are moments where that veil is thinner and you see through it and you're not supposed to necessarily. Yeah. Um, Mark, Marcus Borg is a theologian that I read and he says, um, those closes, those close spaces of um, where where the surreal or the supernatural or the spiritual come close to the tangible real life. He calls those the, the thin spaces. Yeah. And then the thin space, yeah. you get a lot of clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. I, I think for me, um, I would agree with what he's saying in that you get a lot of clarity. For me, it's not been mine. Has always been happenstance. It's okay. not been. What's the difference? What's I'm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask for a little bit of clarity. Sure. The, what's happenstance compared to circumstance? Are they the same thing? No. Because no, happen, and I can actually happenstance isn't really a word. Okay. As far as I know, it is. Okay. But I but I, I use it. So to me. Yes, and I can define this within the same conversation. Okay. So happenstance, I think, is um, just an occurrence that has absolutely no no gravitational pull, no found, no foundation, no nothing. Whereas circumstance is there was a set of something in place that made something happen. And to elaborate on that, so. Listeners out there, you can think I'm well crazy, crazy. I don't really care. It's fine. Uh, Yeah. There was one night I was driving down Keystone Avenue between like 86th and 75th. And there's, it's kind of a long stretch where it's just dark and wooded. And I was driving and it was not rainy, but it was dark. And there was a woman on the side of the road with a white dress, white umbrella, looked like 18, late 1800s clothing just standing on the side of the road flashed into my headlights and I kept driving, but I kept looking in the side mirror and the rear view mirror and the cars behind me. I couldn't see her silhouette get picked up. That's happenstance to me because it's just something I saw that I a hundred percent concrete believe I saw what I saw, but it has no bearing, no meaning on me at all. 
Like it's just something I saw that I don't think was actually there, like in real physical form. And a circum uh, that would differ from a circumstance would be. So when I was a kid, my siblings and I, my parents had left my siblings and I, this isn't long after my dad had died. My siblings and I saw a man walking, pacing back and forth in front of our house. So he would go to like the neighbor's house, turn around, come back past our house, turn around, go back past. And I think my sister and her girlfriend originally noticed him and we thought it was an actual person. So my neighbors who later became my stepbrothers um, were big guys, like six, nine, six, ten. They were big dudes. So they like start to walk after this person and he goes up the street a little bit, goes to a vacant lot, steps behind a tree and disappears. And like, I could go, I, we can go into this off the air, but there's yeah. like, there's there, geographically and physically, he could not have gone anywhere else based right. on the way that lot was yeah, shaped. We've, we've talked about this story. Before. Yeah. And, and I've talked to my sister about that in my adult life. And she's been like, Oh, the night we saw dad mm. and that circumstance, because we had a relationship with our father and he was coming back, looking in on the house, looking in on us, who knows what it was. Okay. But to me, that's circumstance because there was a, there was a previous knowledge relationship link there. So to me, it, it was circumstantial that he was there, but a happenstance is just seeing a rando someone out of the corner of your eye. Okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I, I will admit, I will go back and look at happenstance to make sure that it's not in our it, vernacular. It might not be a word. It's kind of like uh, another. Another is not a word. It's another or other. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. we say another all the time. Do we? I do. Okay. <laughs> you say so. Um, okay. This is... A- uh, this is an interesting podcast. It's taken some twists and turns yeah, in for sure. 34 minutes. Center and Saint moment. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first. Uh, I'm going to tee this up. So um, the so this is my, my Center and Saint moment. It's similar probably I'd say to probably the last week was they're kind of they're kind of combined in in the moment because it's kind of perception. Okay. Which I would say is maybe often the case with center and saint moments. Maybe. Some, like, we've always tried to say, like, the center moment is the moment that you realize you're just kind of being a jerk. Mm-hmm. And you don't care to necessarily pull out of that mm-hmm. jerkiness. And your saint moment is the moment that you know that you're actually offering goodness. I hate sharing those, though. That. Yeah, I know. I still want to do that in private. Yeah, well... It, that doesn't work for the podcast, mm-hmm. so we're going to do it publicly. <laughs> um, so, I, so I've got an interesting situation where, like, there's this opportunity for, like, my, my not an opportunity, my, my mother's uh, health is in a place where she is ready to be a, a kidney, um, she, she needs a kidney transplant. Okay. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. No, yeah, right. That's a serious, like that's a yeah, serious that's a big health operation. issue yep. uh, that affects life, that affects yeah all aspects of life, emotional, relational, whatever, whatever. I'm not a, I'm not a organ donor. Um, because I believe that the ethics of it are are we're not ready for that. Okay. So I don't I don't think it's morally wrong. So this is the this is the separation. This is a big this is a big philosophical thing. So right, the difference between ethics and morals, uh, and I might, I might get some of this wrong, um, but ethics is is kind of guides and directs the morality. So mm-hmm. ethics is whether or not it has rightness or wrongness, and morality deals with the context 
of the situation. Mm-hmm. So organ, organ donorship, I believe, is ethically wrong. I don't think Western medicine allows for us to deal with the ethics of it. I think we do, and this is very arguable, um, but I think we, we can do things with modern medicine that necessarily we are not really re- ready prepared to to manage at an ethical at a moral moral side, right? So we we okay. can do we and we do this all the time, right? We can do all these things um, um, in regards to Western medicine that help us to prolong life. We can do that. We have the access sure. to it. We have the science. Yeah. We have the technology. Sure. Whatever. But morally, we don't have the structure. Or, or sorry, we, ethically, we don't have the structure to be able to support that. So we can prolong life, but the quality of life that we're able to offer in that space is usually very, uh, it, it's very costly. Um, it, it, it becomes a burden upon both the family and the individual. That's where, for me, it, it breaks down, right? So, yeah, we can do this. Yes, we're, we, have the, we have the science, we have the technology. Everything backs this. Um, but in the long haul, like it just creates a burden. It creates stress. It creates problems that we haven't, we don't as a society, we don't have the systems to be able to make that transition or the effects of that offer what I would say wholeness or peace of life. Okay. And and it's not immoral to do. You can do it because it's there and most people Mm -hmm. accept it and, and it's an okay thing. But ethically, it's not there because we we can't support it without it creating a burden upon society and upon those who are closely associated with that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so my, my mom is is in that space and and <clears throat> I'm trying to be supportive. I am supportive. I'm fully supportive of this. Um, but but the question is is you know if you're if you have someone. If you're eligible for a kidney transplant and you have someone in your circle who's willing and is a match to be able to offer you a kidney transplant, then that, that, that's a quicker process than waiting for that to come through a, you know, someone who was killed in an accident or died sure, or whatever sure. the case may be. Um, and, and, and so as we're having these conversations, like that, that's the conversation that came out of like, um, this, is, this is the reality. Um, and I'm like, well, I, I'm not donating my kidney because I don't, I don't think it's ethical. I, th- I think you should fully go through with this process because morally it's okay, but ethically, I'm not. I'm not willing to donate my kidney because I, I just don't think it's ethical. I think it creates yeah. problem. It creates a longevity of life. It, it takes away from me, personally. For me, it takes away this. We talk about the sanctity of life. For me, it takes away the sanctity of death. Yeah, there is this sacredness or this holiness that death offers us. Yeah. And and so it was a center saint moment of like like the the saint moment being I I recognize how hard this is and the difficulty of the decision and I encourage you to go forward to make whatever decision you need to, um, but the center moment for me was while I while I could possibly be a match for you particularly as your offspring I'm, I'm not willing to step into that arena because I don't think you should yeah. And so while you may want that, I'm not willing to offer that. Well, 
my saint moment is that I am a match and I'm giving your mom my kidney. Thank God. So. Thank God. You, I'll just remove myself from the family. You'll, you're now in the tree of life. Yeah, and by the way, my mom's Thanksgiving was last Wednesday. You missed it. She's mad. You've well, got that, some splaining to do, Lucy. Well, that, that didn't feel too different than my current family situation. So I'm, I'm good to go. Well, perfect. No, perfect but that, that was... That does, was does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. That's a good segue. It's a weird, um, interesting it, thing. It is. It is. And that's um, that's something we will definitely talk more about off the air because I have a lot more questions yeah, that, yeah. that you all don't get to know. You don't get to know. you got to pay for that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Who did we offend today? Uh, well, we offended people who enjoy podcasts that highlight the arts and the symphonies. <laughs> yeah, and, and anybody who works for, like, a symphonic broadcast. But it's oh, a good time that was a lot word. of fun, so I'm sorry, not sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, oh, I, that was... Oh. <laughs> uh, we're going to do that differently. We're going to do that jazz next week, so be sure to tune in. Um, I'm I, all for that. Yeah, I'm yeah. here for that. Who do you think we offended? Um, oh man, uh, anybody who thinks a hot dog's not a sandwich, yeah, well. we offended them, myself included. <laughs> uh, we, I sit offended. We have offended the Shell Silverstein Trust uh, because you can't you can't seem to get it right, man. You she just was, can't seem to get it right. She was delightful. <laughs> she was delightful. I loved I loved her nonfiction stories. What? Oh, I loved all of it. <laughs> I love uh, her piece on Lincoln. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah. And we now offended all the people of our generation who grew up with where the sidewalk ends. They hate you. They're like, they ben, should. Ben, ben doesn't know cultural uh, and cult, cultural pop. And you know what to do if you hate me? Send me rage mail. <laughs> Send Ooh. me rage mail. Go rage mo and then throw off that that email and just no no no, no, no. the stale handwritten mail. The stale <laughs> mail. Be handwritten no, no, you don't get the instant gratification no, you know of your what? rage it's the rage mail i've slow got burn. it's beautiful because the penmanship at the beginning is so composed <laughs> and at the end it's like there's a demon who's writing with its teeth i do i do like that what'd you learn today um <laughs> i learned I, I got i have a lot of fun with you i don't care what we're talking about or what we're doing man <laughs> I have a lot of fun. Cilantro. I learned that you were an absolute <laughs> wild card today. I had, you, you are, we're on the same page a lot of times. You were coming at all directions today, hot and fast. Uh, I, I needed to be unpredictable for whatever reason. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be talking about my therapist with that. So Mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah. Here, here yeah. Uh, here's, here's the blessing that I have for you. Um, ooh, the blessing. Um, the blood. We need a Don't we need a choir to kind of bring that in. Um, your spirit. We talk about this. We start with the spirit. spirit. I'm gonna get my spirit. Thank you. We paid extra for that on this uh, this podcast. We're we're so rich. Those in- licensing fees were outrageous. <laughs> Gosh, thanks a lot, Bieber. Uh, may you may you head into your week. Um, may you. Head into your week when you come in contact with the things that you can't understand or explain, or you may see with a certain perspective uh, that you are willing to challenge your biases and to learn and grow in that space. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Hey, Davis. Uh, how's your how's your therapist 
deal with you talking about uh, your co-podcaster? Um, he's real patient about it, but it's only because uh, he loves billing my insurance. So, <laughs> like, I could be like, hey, let's have Rattlesnake talk for 60 minutes. And he'd be like, cool. <laughs> How do you feel about Rattlesnakes? And I'd be like, they terrify me. I'd be like, oh, is this a breakthrough? I'd be like, no, but they're fascinating. Mm. Like, yeah. Rattles and snakes. Rattles and snakes. And then cobras that don't even look venomous. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But he, he gets it. He gets it. I mean, he, he listens. He has a lot of feedback. It's all negative. Give, give him a nice holiday treat. You know, just to say thanks. Oh, yeah. I'll send him like some chocolate covered cherries or something. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, thanks, James. <laughs> Hey, thanks for uh, hanging on for us, and thanks for tuning in to A Center and Saint podcast, uh, where we explore the best and the worst of ourselves, and hopefully in that, that causes some introspection and reflection in your own life, uh, in the hopes that you can put a little bit of good out there in the world. We hope you enjoy this, and we hope that you get something out of it. I know you keep coming back, and we appreciate that. So if you could, give us a like, give us a review, um, shoot us a five-star rating, uh, shoot us a question if you want us to talk about something. I learned today, face-palming myself, that hot dog's not a sandwich, so we're all in it together, gang. We also will take those one-star ratings, uh, but we want to hear why, Shut so own butt. that, and uh, we're, we're glad to at least consider it and see sometimes if there's something that we can do better. Well, on I our hit part. the spot. So, <laughs> yeah. The spot. Brutus likes that one. Thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks guys. Happy Sunday.